Hello, welcome back to episode 13 of the Off Point Podcast with CJ and Ace. I'm Ace. I'm CJ. What's up, buddy? Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Ours was pretty good. It was yeah, okay. It was. Pretty laid back. Nothing adventurous. Um, Not really. Some of you probably have multiple mothers that you go out and visit. Yeah. Go out and uh, maybe take them out to a nice dinner or something. I don't know. Yeah. Or just spend the day with them. Just spend the day, yeah. Just chit-chatting. You know, whatever. So, um, I wouldn't say this was this past week was a uh, was exciting. I mean, after the Not NFL really. draft, I mean, you know, it was a whole anticipate uh, anticipation of that, and you know, the outcome, the results, and stuff. Things kind of simmered down, kind of quiet down now. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I do I do want to mention that uh, a couple unfortunate things mm-hmm. that happened this week um so one of the well there was um there was a death um actually there was two i just found out about a second death uh in the football world um so the first one that i found out about it was um uh the texas texas um quarterback ellinger and sam ellinger sam ellinger his brother it was his younger brother who also played for Texas, correct? Yeah, as a linebacker. Okay, so... Um, His so, brother Jake, number 48. Okay, there you go. So, so yeah, our condolences to uh, to his family. Um, he was just 21 years old. Yeah, 21, 21 years young, <laughs> um, at least from my standpoint. Uh, so, you know, our, our hearts and prayers go out to the family. Um, you know, I, I hate hearing, hearing, you know, such, so young people, um, going away so early, um, it's devastating. And, uh, especially when you have kids, the last thing you want is your, your child to, to go before you. Um, I'm sure that's rough. Um, so the cause of the death, did we... No, I just still, I, okay, right yeah. There. All right, yeah. And I just, with him being uh, like a football player at college, I don't think it, that'll come out for a while. Yeah, so we'll we'll see. Um, uh, another another one was uh, a twin brother of a Bears running back, Tariq Cohen. Um, excuse me. He said the he was uh, found dead at the North Carolina Power Station. So. Seems like he was uh, he was electrocuted climbing um, mm-hmm. climbing a, a an electrical tower or yeah. some type of tower or something. Yeah, but um, it was Tyrell. Tyrell Cohen is the one that passed. So it was Tyrell. Tariq is the. I'm brother. sorry. Tariq is the brother. Yes. Um. The living brother. So, um, and then yeah, Tyrell. So he was the one. Tyrell was the one that was found. Found, uh, found dead, death by uh, electrocution. Man, that's horrible. Yeah. Climbing power equipment, twenty-five. So again, another, another young one. Man, yeah. dang. So unfortunate. Again, uh, thoughts and prayers out to those families. Um, it's always a sad note. Yeah. So, well, hopefully we'll have uh, some uh, <laughs> some more upbeat news. Yeah. Come oh, that's from, like, this happens a lot to athletes, whether it's death or severe injuries. Yeah. Like um former Buckeye Trey, um not Trey, Pryor, Terrell Pryor. Yeah. Was stabbed up in Pittsburgh. I don't think he's played a game since. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Um you know, you you gain a a high status. Um and you've got, I would say, three groups of people. The ones that love you, the ones that could care less, and then the ones that hate you. 
Yeah. So, so you just, you know, sometimes you just got to be careful, not take it for granted. Um, and you know, when you're putting yourself out there in public, um, you do risk, risk chances. I mean, you never really think about it until it happens. Yeah. Um, you know, under any certs or under any circumstances, um, given, uh, usually, um, you know, like a nightclubs and stuff like that. That yeah. just seems to work. You know, things are pretty common as far as like shootings and stabbings and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, another Buckeye, I think it was, was it Baron Browning who was shot? I, yes. In the yeah. Face yeah. Just before right. the football season. Right. <sighs> Recovered in time. Right. And still, <laughs> he gets shot in the face and still come out and play. That was amazing. And play the way he did. Right. <laughs> and And make the draft. So I mean, <laughs> make the draft mean, got drafted. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, it's not that he got shot back. in the face. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not yeah. that's that's not cool. That's not cool at all. It's just it's it's awesome that you know he it's was an able awesome to overcome. Story. Yeah, you know so, to overcome that yeah. to survive that because you know things people don't a lot of times usually when there's uh, a gunshot involved, a long follows is fatality. Yeah. Usually when there's not, you get just get shot in that like, like that right spot. That's not going to kill you. Yeah. Typically, like a right shoulder or I think like the cheekbone. Right. Not everybody can get head. shot five times and go make a rap album. <laughs> yeah. AKA fifty fifty cent. Um. So yeah. So um, maybe there's a. I mean, there's more upbeat stuff coming up. So, you know, we'll take a look into that. See what yeah. else is going on. What do you got, man? Um. Well. Rookie to the Broncos. Their new offensive linebacker out of Ohio State, Jonathan Cooper, is going to under undergo a heart ablation procedure. I have no idea what that is. And they knew about the like his like condition before he he was drafted. Too so um. Now wasn't he able to get uh? Undergo the surgery prior to the season. I, I thought I heard that. Maybe I'm mistaken. But he opted out of it and wanted to finish playing first. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um. Just looking here. Well, he's um, had two mm -hmm. of those heart ablations. Yeah. I haven't. What is a heart ablation? Um. Does it explain that at all? Well, I think part of it comes from pr a premature birth. Okay. Like, Kipper, Kipper was born two months premature. Right. Yeah, a lot of, um, I think that's pretty common amongst um, uh, premature births um, to have a... Uh, some sort little, of little 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 heart. I mean, we're all born, I think, with like a little hole in our heart that eventually heals over. Yeah, but, but premature, sometimes it don't. It's even but premature, yes, it usually takes longer. It may not even heal completely, but it could be small enough that it doesn't cause any issues. Um, I'm actually familiar with this. Um, my son, your brother, mm -hmm. is actually um, doesn't doesn't get seen for it anymore. He's nine, um, but throughout, you know. Him growing up, from time to time, would get would get checkups on that, and um, we're very fortunate, very blessed that um, no issues has, has spawned from that. But they do say that he he still has a little little teeny pinhole that will probably never fully heal over, but not a, it's not big enough to uh, yeah. to cause any problems. I mean, it's not a major pr procedure either. He'll just be able to miss um, next week's mini camp, maybe just a little bit more beyond that. Okay. It's not open heart. It's not like an open heart surgery at all. And the Broncos, at least the Broncos, expect to have him back in time for the real training camps over the summer. So they expect him to play next season. Okay, well that's good. That's good. Nothing, 
Yeah, nothing serious. Um, it's not like an, having an open heart surgery or anything like that. It seems pretty uh, non-invasive. And similar to what we talked about, I believe it was not last week, but maybe, maybe the week prior um, about Justin Fields' epilepsy possibly hurting his stock in the draft. Jonathan Cooper said that he thinks it may have hurt his stock in the draft having this. Yeah, that's unfortunate. You know, um, when you have medical conditions, you are tend to be labeled limited in what you can do. Um, you also become a liability. So mm-hmm. there's that. Um, so, uh, you know, it is kind of an uphill battle for for those who are suffering with mental conditions as such. Yeah. And yet, looking at it, they're still all great players. Oh, absolutely. It does not affect them on the field. Proof is in the pudding. So, I mean, you watch, man, if nobody if nobody ever mentioned um, either one of those in their issues, you would you would never know. Yeah. You would never you know. You would never know. Um, I mean, if it does affect him, like either Fields or Cooper in any way, their conditions, mm-hmm. just think of how much better they'd be without them. Like, let's say it did affect their playing. I mean, that's if it in did. In a capacity. But, I, I mean, looking at these, I mean, it's... Yeah, I don't, I, I don't I, think I wouldn't, it does. I wouldn't say it's affecting anything at all. It's just it's something they have. They're dealing with it. It's just a liability. Right. I mean, it's like... I mean, it's not like a like a former leg injury. Right. That's gonna, that, the effects of that are going to last. Right, right. I mean, I think we all saw that with J- Jalen Waddle in that Natty game. Yeah. Just coming off that injury, they go and play him. He couldn't... He could not stay in that game. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Some of these medical medical conditions. I mean, they're they're more serious than the example I'm about to give. But I'm just saying that it doesn't change. It doesn't really change how you play. You know, like having acne. Yeah. Acne isn't going to affect your ability to play. No. <laughs> you know, it affects your appearance, but it's not going to affect the way you play. And I think some of these issues are just they're just kind of. I mean, they could. Um, you know. If at any given moment, Justin Fields has a seizure or something. Yeah, I mean, something. it's not going to affect the way he play, but it's going to affect his future. Yeah. Or, like, the team's next game or the game they're currently in. That It'll affect that, but it'll never affect the way he plays. Nope. At all. So I don't think teams should really worry about some of these medical conditions. No, not, yeah, I mean, I mean, I can. I mean, and here's the thing: like you mentioned, heart conditions. You know, you are always going to have that on the back of your your brain. Is this going to, you know, is this something we need to worry about? And, and to be honest, I don't think. It, it, it actually becomes reality until it actually does become a problem. You know, an, an incident happens, and now you need to take care. You know, something happens. You know, your heart, you know, a guy passes out because he has heart issues or something like that. So once, that, well, I think once it does happen, then you, that's when you, it becomes a reality. Until then, I think it's kind of kind of easy. It's like, all right, well, nothing's going on now. Things are going smooth. We're just going to move forward with this. You know, you just put that yeah. in the back of your mind and just kind of move forward. Yeah, definitely. Um, going back to something that I brought up last week with the FCS tournament. Okay. This spring. Um, semifinals just took place over the weekend. Yeah. And the Sam Houston Bearcats with a K. Defeated James Madison after coming back at half thirty-eight to thirty-five. They were down three touchdowns at the half. Yeah, I saw that. Um, yeah, they were down by like twenty. Yeah, down by twenty-one, and and then came back. So thirty-eight, thirty-five was the final on that. Yeah, that Sam Houston head coach Casey Keeler 
He must be like a really good motivational speaker. Some, something, man. He he just lit a fire, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And they will, they will take on. Um, South Dakota State, who beat Delaware thirty-three to three. Oh wow! In the championship game. Okay. So looking at those two semifinal matchups, you got one close game, and you got one that was an absolute blowout. <laughs> so my bet is cause I don't know much about the FCS is that. Delaware was probably like the bottom of the four teams. Yeah, probably. And that that South Dakota State is probably like the number one. Probably the number one team with Sam Houston and James Madison probably being like two and three. Yeah, so this is just your speculation. There's no seeding on it. Looking at the scores, probably. Yeah, I mean, I mean that could be an indicator. I mean, you look or at the, not. you look at the CFP that in the FBS, it's kind of similar most of the time. One versus four is usually like a, a blowout. Well, two a lopsided score. Yeah, well, two to two and three is a bit closer. A closer. Not always the case, but I mean, yeah, this year. Was kind of broke that trend. Yeah. Ohio, Ohio State number. Well, what were we? Two, three. I think we were three this year. I think probably. Yeah, I think it was probably three. And then going, then just knocking, like just tore Clemson apart. Really. <laughs> Beating them the way we did, and then the Notre Dame. Even Notre Dame, Alabama, it still wasn't close, but it was closer than Ohio State, Clemson. Yeah. So I think. So I think there. I think Ohio State and Alabama really proved that they were the two best teams in football this season, hmm. in college football anyway. So we'll see what um what Delaware and Sam Houston can do in the. Championship game. Again, I'm not big on the FCS. Yeah, I don't follow it. There's, but, a, lot, there's a lot of things that I follow. But they've clearly got something right. 16-team playoff tournament. Yeah, they seem to be making that work. Yeah, they are. I mean, they may have, I mean, if they do it in the spring every year, which I think they do, maybe that's just what FBS is going to have to do. Push yeah. it back just yeah, a bit. I mean, if, yeah, if they're doing it, why Why can't the FBS? Yeah. Uh, they probably just want it closer to the Super Bowl. The football can around the same time. Yeah. It could just come down to money. That's usually what it is. Maybe, but FBS has to be making more money than the FCS. Oh, no, that's what I mean. It, 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 it's the FBS. Uh, They're I not see. doing it because there's more money involved this way. I see, yeah. I see what you're saying there now. Yeah. Possibly, but an expansion is needed. Four teams isn't enough. I would like to see an expansion, for sure. Yeah, I know ma many people argue it's like the same three teams and then a fourth every year. It would make it more interesting, yeah, because I'll, I'll definitely agree that um, it's been pretty consistent seeing, like you said, like the same three teams yeah. in the mix, and then you'll have like... A fourth. You know, a fourth one that's like the... The you know, team that's the, the going to get beat by number the, one. The random team. <laughs> but here's the thing. It's a fight for four. It always comes down to who is number four. We know these are one, two, three, mm -hmm. but who's number four? And so yes. many teams are deserving that spot. Therefore, we expand to eight. That's what, five teams that can get in? Yeah, that, that would leave. That are all probably worthy of four? 
Right. Or at least in the talks of it. Yeah. With the way it is now with five and six, that always sits on the outside. Those two teams right there are usually very questionable whether they should be the ones mm-hmm. that would be in or not. And it and it's and it comes down to, you know, splitting hairs yeah. of who's going to get it between, you know, two or three teams. And I think those and there's those good, two teams there's good, you know, um controversy on both sides whether, you know, or yeah. or who who should, who's more deserving. Yeah, I think those two those two teams should be the one well, the two teams that play in the Rose Bowl. So, if you move it to a sixteen playoff, or what I would like to see is an eight, to be honest, because it's cleaner. Um, no, no buys. Yeah, I mean not just that. And two more teams. I mean, yeah, I mean it can it can open things up for um, the Houston's of a few years ago, the, uh, UCFs, the UCFs, the, the Cincinnati's. You know what I mean? So even you, Notre Dame, uh, even you know. Yeah, get these guys in the mix and let's let's shake it up some and and, and see. Let's see what they could let these teams yeah. see. If these teams can prove themselves instead of well, they're not a power five team, so yada yada yada. So we'll just we'll just sit them out, even though they have an undefeated record. And it's it it is what it is. That's that's just the way the wall. It'll always get looked at. Yeah, I mean, looking at it, if we had an eighteen playoff this year, we'd have had. Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, Notre Dame, who's on the outside? Texas Tech, Florida, Cincinnati, Georgia, and who who else would have been in there? Or an eight? Right, without looking that up, I don't know, but... Uh, Iowa yeah, State, I think, was up there. Maybe. Oklahoma, I think, was up there, too. So just looking at that, That's a bunch of new teams in the playoffs. Texas Tech's first, Florida's first, Cincinnati's first, possibly Iowa State's right, first. Right. Well, and I will say this too. Now that you let's say you expand it to eight, now you're opening it up to uh two lost teams making yeah. a run. So Ohio State a few years so, ago, Bama a couple So it ago. doesn't make the the window so tight anymore. It does open it up, but it opens it up for a team like the the, the aforementioned ones we had with the Cincinnatis and and, and uh, UCFs who have an undefeated record could play a two-loss Florida or whoever that may be and possibly beat them and be able to move up. Yeah. Or or the two-loss team Florida wins and and not and, and they you know, they would knock them out that way, but. Yeah, I mean, I would like to see. I mean, who cares if it's a two lo- if there's a two loss team getting in when you expand to eight? You're going to have that. You're you going are. to have that. But to me, I mean, two losses doesn't mean you're not any good. Two I mean, out of twelve, and you, and you start to. And, and I think that we have this um, false. You can perception. still pass a test. What missing two? Right, but I, I think we have this false perception that if you have more than one loss on your record that you're not that you're not worthy um for for some if you have one loss you may not be worthy alabama clemson ohio state those teams like that you 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 pretty much if you if you want to go lock into a spot you you need to go undefeated yeah um which is hard to do. Which is it? It can't be hard to do. Um, and you've got you've got trap games that think you know those things just happen sometimes. The um, you know the luck of the draw just happens. You know, a really good team plays their worst, while the while another you know another team that's really not that great just ends up playing their best, and then they pull out a victory. Um, yeah. Ohio State and Purdue, um, a couple years ago, and Alabama know, Auburn a few years ago. So yeah, I mean this these things happen, but does it mean that they're still not a championship caliber team? Yeah, you know, um, 
here's a real good example. Uh, Super Bowl, I think it was in 2007. The undefeated, 16-0, and 0, or, or they would have been 16-0. Maybe they were. I um, can't remember what that record was. New England Patriots, mm-hmm. undefeated. In the Super Bowl against the New York Giants, had a record of 10-6. and 6. And you know who won the Super Bowl that year? It was the Giants. Yeah. So... I think that's a good example of... That would have been Eli, wouldn't it? It was Eli. Absolutely was. So, to me, that was a really good example of... I know they they say your record is who it says you are. You know, I hear that a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, But sometimes... Sometimes there's a championship caliber team inside that team that may have multiple losses. Yeah. If that makes sense. So, or in that case, that could just be Eli being a Manning. Yeah, man. I mean, he they they had a really good. I mean, it was the defense. I think for the most part for the Giants because that game was like I don't remember the score. It was low. It was like mm-hmm. fourteen to ten, or it it was something low, something like that. Defensive battle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, but. That that's what it really came down to is just lim- limiting. It was a defensive game for sure. Yeah, which, um, I mean, my my personal opinion, I think the the Mannings are probably the best the best family, at least on the offensive side of the ball in football. I mean, I'm sure that's you know. I mean, you got Archie, which if he's not a Hall of Famer now, he's going to be. Maybe, Peyton, maybe, yeah. guaranteed Hall of Famer. Eli, yeah, yep. well, definitely Peyton. I can't see why Eli wouldn't. He's got. He's he's been to two Super Bowls, right? Yeah, I mean he's won fifty percent of his Super Bowls. So I mean I'm pretty sure Tom has won like fifty percent. No, probably uh, a little over, yeah, but still, he's over. gone to his fair share and lost his fair share. Yeah, well, he's definitely won more than he's lost. Um. So yeah, so I'm not opposed to you know opening up the playoffs to to eight teams. I don't know. I feel like eight. There's still some questionable. Feel like it's like a bat. Is there so there gonna be a battle for eight? I get. It's like whoever's not eight is gonna be nine. I mean, you can't. Here's the thing. It doesn't matter how far, how open you yeah. make you make it. There's always gonna be teams that's gonna sit on the outside. You can't. You can't please them all, but I do think well, that let's. I'm, I'm talking like very good teams, like teams that could still make it far in that playoff, maybe even win. Maybe once you start, once you start getting out of the top ten, those teams are, in my opinion, are probably even questionable of being, probably being where they're at anyway. But I, I think if you if you get to the top eight, you're in the top five and six. You, I think at least all those teams. Have a, um, all have a relatively equal percentage, you know, yeah. a chance of um, winning a national title. You start, you know, getting out of the top ten, and then it probably not so much those those teams it, up there. Probably. So that's why I like the the eight because then you can bring in a couple potential teams mm-hmm. that even though they are sitting down with a two loss. Um, Depending on how bad everybody does, shoot, you could probably end up with a three-loss team in that uh, in that scenario. Possibly. Depends on how the season goes, right? Um, and then, can you imagine that being number eight with a three-loss yeah. and then taking the title? Oh. <laughs> See, I mean, and that to me is just as much, just as interesting, and it may be a little, a lot less likely, but it almost is just as interesting as the way it is now, because the way it is now, it, it's such a. Uh, a tiny window to get into the the top four. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, you. I mean, some years we have like five teams that could have been number four sitting out. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I, I think a lot of people like will like the you know they like the way it is now because of because they're Bama fans. Just because of the the, the chaos that can ensue. Yeah. Because you know all these teams are trying so hard to get into such a tight window. That mass chaos can happen on any given Saturday. Mm-hmm. 
And that is yeah. fun. That is fun and exciting. But, I, I mean, I, I think you can still get that even with six and, and eight. Yeah, my preferred, like my preferred bracket is a six-team. The five, the five conference champs guaranteed. All the committee needs to do is just rank their order. Six is where the committee makes their decision. Is who's going to be the sixth team? So you're saying... So power... six is basically almost like a Cinderella kind of spot. So power five's a lock in the top five. So... Power power five champions. Right, yeah, yes. Yeah, and that, and that should so be... I mean, that should be... So I like, think you need to win your going back a few years conference ago, championship. Yeah, going back a few years ago to when both Georgia and Bama got in. Well, I think Georgia and Bama played each other in the in the conference championship. So for that reason, Georgia would not have gotten in. They lost conference title. You're done. Yeah, I think but, that, man, you bring up kind of a point that I really didn't think about. Um, so when they start the rankings, and I think you're, you're well, you're getting that here because I think you're going to get to this point too so the way it is now um let's say you got your top four right so you got your top four and let's say alabama is in there um and then georgia and or florida can end up like six and seven and when you move that let's say that's the you know that that was the ranking and it has those at six and seven and then let's say if we expand it to eight and now you've got three sec teams Mm mm-hmm um, I think we need to find a way to balance that. Man, yeah. Where a six, it's going to be automatic conference champs and conference championship losers out. However, if that year we had the system and Georgia did not play Bama in the conference championship, like it was a different team. Mm-hmm. Like let's just say Georgia and Bama were in like the same division, so although Georgia should have, but because of the division. They could because Bam was clearly better. Then you can let Georgia in. If they are like that next best team, if there's no other clear person to put in, then Georgia could because they did not lose the conference championship. But they didn't make it there either. No, but this is kind of that gray area because it's like they. Because this is the thing about divisions and the conferences. You can be the second best team in your conference. But you can't make the conference championship because you're also the second best team in your division. So two for, teams in the so same like division the, can't right, play. Right, right, right. So like in the Big Ten, you would it, that would be like a Penn State or maybe Indiana. Yeah. While Ohio State because this season goes to the 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 Big yeah. Ten the, the conference championship. Yeah, like looking at it this past season, it should have been Ohio State versus Indiana, not Ohio State versus Northwestern. If you were to go, Indiana was better, right? But that's not that's but not the way that the, works. But because the of the divisions, west. right? Which I think is st- still smart to put the East against the West. It's like the champion of the East, champion of the West, going at it. Yeah, I think it does make it. I does think it make that would make that makes it harder. cleaner. This way, you kind of know who's going in better. I think so. I still think that East versus West works. So going back to that situation of Alabama and Georgia, if Georgia and Alabama were both in the same division, and therefore Georgia, even though they're the second best in their conference, could not compete in the conference championship because Alabama's better, then Georgia could possibly get that sixth spot because they did not lose the conference championship. So that'd basically be the rule. Power five conference champs in... Power Five Conference Championship losers out. I mean, unless there's clearly no no one better than them. Well, now here's my thinking. Your conference championship has to mean something. It does. So it needs to. Well, I don't I I tell you what, I don't like the idea of teams sitting on the outside that didn't make it still having an opportunity to get a title championship. Yeah. Because for me, in my brain, it needs to work in in levels. You want to get to the very top level, you got to work your way up from the levels. So if you got your your conference championships, 
they're they're almost like qualifying matches, kind of. If you think about it. Well, you got it, well, and I'm just going to use Big Ten just for this example. You got East versus West. You go to the conference championship. East, so East wins. They get in. Yeah. They get in. The loser does not get in. No. And I don't think any other any team below that should get in. No, not really. Even on the, even in the East, just because and they didn't make it to the, they're not a conference championship. How do you get to get in there? I mean, yeah, so you're this right. is why this makes this is why I think that your championship has to mean something. Otherwise, it does. Why even have a conference championship? Let's just rank the teams and whoever's in the top eight. Or yeah, I mean I get games. that, but in the example I'm using, it's just if there's really no one better than Georgia. It's still better than letting the conference championship loser in. Right. Well, so it's kind of like the the best case scenario if you have nobody out outside. Yeah, I think it does make it tough because, like this year, it would have been Cincinnati. I think would have been six. Right. So you know, set up another scenario. You've got that, like the ACC. I don't even think has divisions. Well, because I mean, you can that you can. Uh, here's so. An undefeated Cincinnati can still get ranked under a two-loss Georgia, just because they would think that that Georgia's better than Cincinnati. Yeah. And then that could sit, and that would put um, Cincinnati out of an opportunity, even though they're undefeated. Saying that's why I say, you know. Your conferences and your conference championship, like those things have to matter. Like in going into the playoff, I feel like every conference, like your power five, mm-hmm. it should just be one of one of each, and then the next three would be like the next, not necessarily the next best team, because maybe maybe if Georgia's six. Mm-hmm. And Cincinnati is seven or eight. Yeah, I don't want to see Georgia in there. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I see what you're I saying. I say they get bumped down because now, now instead of going, because at this point, once you get your top five in there from your power five, because they won their conferences deservingly, so so they're in six, seven, and eight. Now they should rank it by record. Yeah. I think record, but I also think at the same time strength of schedule should play a factor in there. Maybe so you can a little be undefeated bit. and play nobody. Right, right. I mean, you, I think you could still have factors like the overall factors. These are all the things that we're going to look for. But the we're, record is like the the definitive. And I think it should. So like, like the, if the Cincinnati's got some, you know, um, some ranked wins. Yeah. Plus an undefeated record, then they should be six. And they should be six. Yeah. And the two lost Georgia. Yeah. Would sit below them. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was just saying, like, if there's no other option, like I think that year in this case scenario, there was no better option than Georgia. We didn't really have like a UCF. Yeah. Or a. A, um, like a Cincinnati or a Houston that year. Because I'm, I'll tell you what, if they do, like, let's say the loser of a conference champion doesn't, they they don't they don't get in. But the next best the the next best team. So let's say Alabama was undefeated, and yeah. they beat Georgia. That gives them a two. Then that gives Georgia two loss, mm-hmm. right? Considering so, Georgia's a one loss, yes. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. Let's just say, you know, for argument's sake, that they are. I, you know, yeah. I, I'm going to give them this so they have a two loss. So now there is um, in Alabama's division the next team up from there because they couldn't go. They couldn't make it to the conference championship, but they only had a one loss. So I think what you're saying is now that that would be the team yeah. that would get placed in. 
but because they're still good. Like Indiana. Yeah. Indiana would probably have the next best record under Ohio State. Yeah. But Northwestern wouldn't be able to go. No. I mean, what I'm basically saying is like almost like the conference championship games, like for the Power Five, are like qualifying matches, kind of. Yeah. So you win, you move on. You lose, you're out. So it'd be like the losers would basically be completely out of consideration for that sixth spot. Just entirely out. They cannot insert them. Because they lost. I mean, it'd be like, um, well, using this year's March Madness tournament, it'd be like if Ohio State got to come back after losing to Oral Roberts in the tournament. Right, and that's not right. Yeah, no, it's not right. It would have been nice to see as a Buckeye fan. <laughs> right, right. But they can't. No, you you lose, you're, you're done. Yeah. That's it, that was your opportunity you didn't capitalize. It's over. Yeah, but I do. I I just I I feel that conference conference championships need to matter. So like Cincinnati would have to win theirs. Um, I mean, shoot. So, I, I, mean, I also think with the sixteen playoff, every one of those games can be a bowl game. And, like, the championship game could be the Rose Bowl. So the Bulls still matter. Yeah. I mean, the the playoff system kind of you just makes to... the Bulls a little meaningless. Yeah, because it's like, I think it'd help if all of, like, the New Year's Six could be, like, at the same time, a playoff championship or, like, a playoff match. Where... Because in this case, like with the six team, I believe it, all six of the New Year six could. Yeah. With the Rose Bowl being like the championship, and then we can just like do away with all the others because they're basically pointless anyway. Yeah, I mean they kind of are, but at the same time, they're also more. I mean, you call them bowl games, but. You know, a lot of teams worked hard. They did good. And to have that little extra game to go play a team that you don't normally play. Yeah. I just I just think it just adds fun for the team. Do they mean anything? No. But is it fun? Sure. You know? Yeah. So they can do that. I don't know. Maybe just drop the bull out of it. You could. I don't know. I, I They can keep it. I go either way. You know, keep the bull games. You just, you know, call them whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. We all know that those But the New Year's Six need to matter. But the, exactly. They are... They're called the New Year's Six for a reason. They are the biggest bowl games. They deserve the spotlight. Yeah. Especially the Rose Bowl, which I think it needs to be the national championship game. So you're not – because we don't call the Super Bowl winning team the national champions. We call them the Super Bowl champions because it's the Super Bowl. So we completely get rid of the thought of the national championship, and we just call it the Rose Bowl championship. Because that's like our Super Bowl. If it moved to that, I mean, then I guess that would make sense. So the Rose Bowl is like the, now the national championship game. The winners of that have been called national championships are now Rose Bowl champions. Right. Well, maybe. It brings something back to the Rose Bowl that I think we've lost in the last few years. Because the Rose Bowl used to be the game. It used to, I mean, used to be the game. It, it's the freaking granddaddy of them all. It deserves a bit more respect. Yeah, I agree. The Royce Bull should not be put on the same level as, like, the... I don't know, what's what's even called, like, the Quick Lane Bull or something? The Outback Bull? Yeah. Like, these smaller bull games? It should not be on the same level. Yeah. I mean, it's like... It's like putting it like an independent wrestler on the same level as like Sting. <laughs> to be honest, and um, I mean, kind of speaking of that topic, AW, which stands for All Elite Rest- Wrestling, right? 
I believe the first time in its history has given refunds to fans after their blood and guts pay per view event. Why was that? Was there no blood and guts? Was it false advertisement? <laughs> I didn't no, see any blood. However, there were no guts. I want my money back. <laughs> no, it's because they kind of did the um, thing of like the War Games match. That's what they called their blood and guts match. Okay. The two rings, the cage over. No. Oh. That, that's what they do. Well, this way, so the fans weren't sit, sitting there for like, I think it was like a, an estimated two to three hours to put the other ring up and bring the cage down. Yeah. They decided that two weeks prior, they would tape, like record, all the matches in an empty empty arena. And then on the day of the pay-per-view, when the the fans came in, they would just do the one blood and guts match. So that's all you were seeing. You weren't seeing yeah. all the previous matches Not beforehand. Live. And these were on the tickets too. But some people still weren't happy. I think they refunded their money to a total of five people, which they, they like they came out there and told them at the beginning of the event. Like as your ticket said, you're only here for the one match, one and done. However, we are gonna be playing on like the Titantron here, the big screen. Right. The other matches to get live fan reactions. So like on the big screen is what's playing like for viewers like at home on pay per view. Yeah. At that time, instead of hearing fake fan reactions, they're hearing the live crowd there. Right. Even though there's no crowd on the screen. I gotcha. And then they'll go live on the like the for on the TV for the main event. For the main event. Okay. And they were notified of this, so they were. I mean, I mean it, it wasn't. I like they were deceived. Like a, I mean, I wasn't. I wouldn't say it was like a fine print, but I mean, it's not like ginormous on there. But they were. They were informed. That it just yeah, that would be right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you know what you're getting into. This way, they didn't have because I mean that's like two hours of matches on its own. Well, kudos prior to, to them the, for giving the refund because, in my opinion, I don't think that they deserved it if that's what was on the. Yeah, I mean, if that's if that's what was um, that's what was yeah. promoted, it's like, look, this is how we're doing it. Yeah, you I mean, they still you got to see the other matches. Into. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I can understand you want to you want to see you go there live. Yeah. You want to see it all live, but no, under these circumstances, this is how grand this this mm-hmm. main event is, and this is what it's going to take. Yeah, you're going to be here a long time just waiting for it to get set up. That, just think of TV. What's TV going to do? Cut off of it for a, a while? Yeah, you can't do that. Well, I mean, it, it couldn't be live. It would all have to yeah. be pre-taped, and they could pre-taped just... and then go live once it starts. I mean, kind of like what they did, but you're still kind of wasting the fans' time there. At that point, yeah. I mean, what do you do for? You said it takes three hours to set that up. Two to three was their estimation. Okay, so it's like, what do you do for that time? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, a lot of people could get restless or just. I mean, yeah, no. If it was I, a half hour, it'd be different because, like, you look at this WrestleMania from this year. There's a half hour rain delay because they were in the, um, the stadium over in Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. So half hour rain delay. What they just did, they sold a whole bunch of promos in the back. They play them on the screen. But the fans go, "Hey, it's raining." Obviously, they can't wrestle in the ring. Someone's probably going to get hurt or like, because you know the WrestleMania lamp is like. A football field long, basically. <laughs> yeah. Someone's going to slip off of that. Right. For as high up as it is, that could hurt them. Yeah, no, it makes sense. So, you, but that was also just a half hour of extra promos. Yeah. Why not? But for, <laughs> but for two to three hours. Yeah. No, no. I think they did it right. Um, they did. And again, uh, you know, it was nice of them to give refunds for that. Didn't have to, but they did it. Yeah, I mean, you know there's WWE, gonna be someone there WWE demanding. would probably would never have given refunds. They, what they do for it, they just have the two rings set up the entire thing. Yeah, but I think like the way it is with AEW, I think it's just part of their setup. They like can't have two rings up at one time. I, I don't know exactly how it is because hmm. like arena setup keeps changing. Part of it has been COVID. Yeah, kind of alternating things. Right. So I don't know what exactly was preventing from the two rings. Or it could just be, because I think right now they're doing outdoor events. That way they can have fans, like yeah. more fans. Yeah. You can't suspend a cage 
from the air with no roof. Right. So they would have to build the cage over. Yeah. No, that totally makes sense. <laughs> There's no way I mean, to well, lower it. I mean, you're trying like a helicopter, like a couple helicopters holding it up. That for... could be expensive. Really expensive. I mean, and risky. The owner is of a rich family. For anyone that doesn't know, that the owner is Tony Khan, the son of Shad Khan, who owns the Jacksonville Jaguars and a couple soccer teams in Europe. And in relation to Shaka Khan. I don't think so. <laughs> However, I do believe... Genghis? <laughs> Potentially, but maybe not as evil. Um, and I have read some stories recently about Urban Meyer possibly, make, possibly making appearances on AEW. Really? I'm doing Now what? with his relation with Jaguars. Promotional things, probably. Okay. I mean, you think about it, like, like every time, like, like that Raw or SmackDown would go to Cleveland, LeBron James would be there. They go down to the Bay Area in San Francisco. Like Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo has been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've gone to Boston or like over in New England, wherever the Patriots are. Right. Tom's been there. Yeah, so, yeah. Football you know, football teams up. have been known to have front row seats at hockey uh, teams too. Um, basketball. yeah, basketball. Yeah, all sports. Yeah, yeah, it's just like that crossover. Right. Well, you know, they're fans. Yeah. They're fans. You're in our town. We're going to go and watch. Then yeah. you get recognition. So, yeah. That's that. Um, Plus, Urban, I mean, that can kind of be like a promotional thing for him, too. Well, sure. Sure. Especially with the relation. Like, you know, like his boss is father of AEW's boss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's that relation there. That's pretty cool. It'd be yeah. nice to see him like hit a stunner or something on someone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, well, our time's running down. Is there anything, any any little tidbits you want to hit on real quick before we exit here? No, not really. I think I think I'm good. Okay. I didn't know we'd go that long on um just talking about the playoffs, but it's just yeah. it's always interesting to talk about that. So And it always will be until they get it right. Even, if they do. Yeah. I mean even then it, it's it's a little you know, it's kinda of fun to dive dive into. Um all right, well, um, nothing fascinating going on. So, but yeah, again, hope everybody had a safe and happy Mother's Day um, this past weekend. And we will be back next week. All right. All right, we out.